y'all. Welcome back to Uncommon Sense. So on today's episode, I would like to talk about the rampant pedophilia that we are seeing circulate our entire world. I don't know what's going on out here, but it is very Sodom and Gomorrah, and it is very disgusting to see all of these people in all of these industries and in all of these schools targeting our kids. Like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, why is everybody coming after the kids in a sexual manner? What is up with Drag Queen Story Hour? Why are they targeting kids on all of the like TV shows for little little kids why are they introducing all of these so sexualized books into the school system with little kids like i don't understand all of the pedophilia and i don't see that a ton of people are talking about this and given the fact that we have a pedophile as our president right now and his pedophilic son exists which by the way i need to do an entire series on the hunter biden laptop slash hunter biden phone um which the fbi supposedly supposed to be dealing with and going through and figuring out what to do with right now but the fbi is infiltrated our entire government is infiltrated and everybody will say well jenny you're overreacting and this is not true well it is true it is true i mean you guys at this point you have to admit that joe biden is a disaster he's a train wreck he is incoherent he is dementia ridden he is a pedophile he is completely completely incapable of leading our country. And you have to come to the realization that maybe we were right. And not even maybe we were right. And this wasn't a guy who got into office with 81 million votes. And by the way, they're going to cheat again. They're going to cheat again. They're going to do it in a less obvious way, but our government, our electoral process, it is completely infiltrated and it is not a joke. I, I don't think that violence is like a fun thing. I don't want people to get violent, but we've all got to get more serious in our community communities and in our local state and federal elections we've got to get more involved and we have to get more educated before we get involved preferably um and we really have to turn this ship around because it's not it's not just me throwing this out willy-nilly like it is true that the system is infiltrated by leftist radicals and the craziest thing about that to me is that they're still holding their little january 6th hearings they took a short break you know to have their insurrection after roe was over Turned, but you know they got right back into it to judge the trump insurrectionists after they had their little insurrection over roe and so they're back to judging the right which is totally unhypocritical of course <laughs> the left is crazy um but my point is that this is this is a disaster we are in a complete disaster and my main concern is always the kids my main concern will always be the kids and that is why i was so excited that roe was overturned we talked about about Roe being overturned on this podcast. Y'all can go listen to that episode if you would like. I will link it below. Um, but I, my, my main concern is always the children. So now that Roe has been overturned and the decision about whether or not to legalize abortion is a state's decision now, um, I kind of want to shift my focus over to pedophilia. And I want to shift it over to exposing pedophiles, especially, especially rich, famous, powerful ones who are leading our world. Joe Biden is one of these people. His son is one of these people. And I think that we just really need to focus in and not even like from a partisan standpoint i've talked about before that i believe that there are a lot of people on the right a lot of republicans that are in on all of this pedophilia mess like not as many as on the left but i don't think that this is something that's just like oh the entire left that is just it's just people on the left who are pedophiles it's just democrats that are pedophiles no i think there are a lot of people on the right who are pedophiles and we need to get them as well i am no longer one of the people and i've never really been one of the people that's been just a hundred percent like yay Republican or yay conservative. I try to keep an independent mindset when I go into anything, when I'm trying to figure out my personal thoughts on something. I don't want to attach my beliefs to whatever said group believes. I've always tried to do that. And I'm sure that I failed here and there on that. I'm sure that we all have. I mean, we, we, we're humans. We are tribalistic, whether or not we like, you know, want to be that. But I, I do really try to think, 
um, I try to look at all of the facts and then I try to think, what do I think about this? What do I really think about this? Not what does so-and-so think about this? Not what does such and such group think about this, but what do I really think about this? Um, and I've always tried to do that. So this is not anything that's any different. And I think that the most important issues, it should especially not be any different because you've really got to be as unbiased um, and as objective as possible when you're going into these things that really matter. And it, and it really matters. Pedophilia hurts kids. It damages kids forever. It ruins their lives. Pedophiles are out here. There are a lot of them. And it is just infiltrating so many areas of our everyday lives. There are so many industries. There are so many schools. There are so many things that are just diving into this so blatantly. And we're just letting it slide. I am so tired of passive Christians. I've said that before, I'm sure. But I am very tired of passive Christians. It doesn't mean that we go out in our full armor and we're just attacking people. It just means we're standing for truth, we're speaking truth, and we're pointing people to truth as often as we can because we know it. It's not that hard. So anyway, on this episode, I just kind of want to talk about the pedophilia problem that I am seeing, where I'm seeing it, how I'm seeing it, and how I think we can stop it if we really come together um, and and try to do the right thing. I mean, well, a lot of us are just sitting in our houses, you know, on our devices, looking at the news, watching all these things happen, but we're not really doing much to stop it. Um, we can't be this passive about things. And I and I know that I'm, I'm out here and I'm like looking all this up and I'm talking about it on social media and I'm on here talking about it right now. There are other things that I can be doing too, but we really just need to, to talk about it and we really need to figure out ways to combat it because it is happening. These are children. We've overturned Roe. Yay. Clap, clap. But we need to move on to the pedophilia now. We really need to do everything we can to protect the children of this country, you guys. That is our responsibility. I take it seriously. And so that is what we're going to be talking about on this episode. Before we get into everything, I just want to remind you guys about Unreal Snacks. I really like these. They're healthier and we're talking about kids and protecting kids from pedophiles. You also want to protect your kids from all of the toxic chemicals that they put in the candy these days. Kids love candy, so you need to not, you know veganize them. I, I've been going after the vegans recently and um, a lot of people have been mad about that. I do need to tell y'all about my vegan theories. Um, but there are a lot of chemicals in the food these days and so you're going to want to find cleaner, healthier things to give your children and I recommend that y'all check out Unreal Snacks. So their story is that as kids, their parents really didn't want them eating their favorite chocolates. The snacks that they loved most were filled with artificial ingredients, chemical dyes, excess sugar, and a whole bunch of other things that they couldn't even pronounce. So they asked themselves the simple question, why do the foods we love most have to be so bad for us? And they set out to create chocolate snacks that they could actually eat and feel good about after thousands of recipes. They finally cracked the code. Um, they reinvented their favorites using only real simple ingredients and with way less sugar for real. So y'all should check those out. Um, I really like, they have like these dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Those are my favorite candies on the face of the planet. I really, really like those, but they also have dark chocolate peanut gems. They have dark chocolate crispy quinoa peanut butter cups. Those are also really good. They just have a lot of cool, healthier um, snacks to give your kids. So I definitely recommend they all check them out. Okay, so now let's get into this pedophilia problem. It's a, it's a huge problem. It should really anger everybody. It should enrage everybody. We shouldn't be okay with them sexualizing our kids or exposing our kids to sex in the classroom or talking to our kids about their gender identity and their sexual orientation. This is what the teachers are doing in the schools. It's not just the schools, though. It's like I said, it is numerous companies that are doing it as well. There are shows on Netflix um, that are that are propping up these transgender children and they're acting like the LGBTQ plus community. It is doing them a huge disservice to, for them to act like it's it's completely OK for them to just welcome all of these trans children. Um, there are a lot of these, these drag shows that parents, it is a parent problem too, because they're exposing their kids to this stuff as well. I mean, they're taking them to 
these drag shows that are marketed as as family friendly, family friendly drag shows. Let's just talk about a, a drag queen for a second. This is a man dressing up as a woman in a sexual way for whatever, if anybody ever, I do not understand the people who find this like an enjoyable activity to go watch these men mock women because that's what they're doing. They're making a caricature out of women. They're going and they're being extremely sexual and scary. They look like clowns and they're going and they are parading around and just making a mockery out of women. That is what a drag queen is. Um, and these drag shows that they're marketing to kids, drag, drag queens are inherently sexual. Like they're out there to be sexual and to make a joke out of women. So the fact that they're taking these little kids to these drag shows um, and that the fact that these these drag shows are marketed toward to kids, what kind of like, why do they want kids to come watch them dance naked? Because that's what's happening. They are dancing naked with their fake boobs bouncing all around, literally like in front of children and there are families, even like grandparents. There's some videos that I've seen of like older people giving their kids like $1 bills to like put in the drag queen stripper like panties like what is wrong with you guys like why why are we all allowing this to just happen like can someone tell me um so there's this show though that i want to talk about first called drag kids um so this says the description says for preteen drag queens come did you hear that preteen drag queens this is what they're trying to normalize for preteen drag queens come together for the biggest performance of their young lives as they prepare for the big show they struggle to claim a place of their own on the fingers of a fringe culture um that says genres it it labels lgbtq and documentary but lgbtq why does the lgbtq accept this into their little movement like it is destructive to what they're trying to do and we always said that it was going to come to this place the lgbtq was not going to stop they said decades ago well we're not going to you know we're not going to we're not going to try to turn your kids or anything like we're not going to come for the kids like we just want we just want to have our same-sex relationships and we just want to have our same-sex marriage and we and we just want to have our same-sex you know rent a womb and and do the like little surrogacy thing and and use women for that i am so anti-surrogacy by the way you guys i need to tell you guys all of my reasons for that um later on another episode but this this is a crazy show. This is a crazy show to exist. It's, to me, on the same level as Cuties, which was another show that was on Netflix. Um, and it was, it was completely sexualizing these 11-year-old girls. It was a show about twerking 11-year-old girls. Hmm, who's that for? I understand that there is, um, that there is artistic license, okay? I actually am very into the whole art world. Like, I like to, I fancy myself kind of creative. I'm I'm all for creativity, but don't go out into the world and cater to pedophiles. Like, why are y'all doing that? Um, on social media, why do they censor people like me? Why do they censor you guys and me and other people like us, but they don't censor child porn and they don't censor pedophiles and they don't take away the Taliban and they don't, they don't do anything to actual real terrorists, but us, the quote unquote domestic terrorists who are just out here trying to tell you guys the truth are shut down. We're censored. We're deleted. Why? Why? Why is that the case? Um, cause we're mean. Is it because we're mean? Because it's it's not that we're mean. Sometimes, you know, it, I mean, we are mean. We can be mean. But it's just because we're being honest and we're frustrated because you guys are not picking up on how evil uh, the ways of the world are. And it's not like I'm even trying to force people to believe what I believe. I'm just trying to tell you guys right is right. Wrong is wrong. Sexualizing children is wrong. And I don't know what it's going to take to really hammer that into the heads of our society right now, because people really seem to think they're under the deluded impression that, that this is good. And this is right to, to let kids be whoever they want to be. You're, you're allowing your kids to delude themselves into believing there's something they're not. That's not telling your children, oh, you're you're loving yourself for who you are. We support you. You go out there and change everything about yourself. And, and then that's you just loving you exactly the way you are. That's not what that is. That's the opposite of that. And unconditional love is not allowing people to self-destruct. It's not encouraging people 
to self-sabotage. That's not what unconditional love is. And I think a lot of people are confused about that. Clearly. I mean, clearly people are confused about that because you have all these parents going out and like a nine-year-old Sally is telling them that she is 100% a boy. And so they're taking her out to the doctors who, by the way, in a lot of states, it's not legal for them to turn down these kids if their parents are on board and they want to change their gender, even though you can't actually biologically do that. They're allowing these doctors and these doctors have to mutilate these children that you can't you can't just like go back and forth between the genders depending on how you feel you guys we are all human beings just because you want to do something that a man typically does doesn't mean you're a boy just because you're a guy who maybe like likes to do things that girls do most of the time doesn't mean you're a girl it just means that you're multifaceted and you like to do different things it's okay it's not like you have you don't have to switch your gender you can't switch your gender. But there are parents going out and having doctors try to do this to their kids and they're mutilated and they're destroyed. There are a ton of articles coming out now where kids that transitioned are are heavily regretting that decision and they're trying to transition back and they're trying to warn people that you don't want to do this. This is a gargantuan mistake that a lot of the times y'all, they can't undo. They can't undo. If you're allowing your kid to go through this major, major process when they're like prepubescent and they haven't gone through puberty yet. Like they, they can't just go back and re go through puberty. Like they are screwed. Like you've screwed your kid up forever and you pretended like you were being compassionate and caring and empathetic and there for your child, but you weren't, you were just not parenting. You weren't parenting. Sometimes you got to tell your kids no. Sometimes you got to tell your kid no, like we're not going to be chopping off your penis. Okay. We're not gonna be doing that. And I think that a lot of girls like think that they're boys because they're, they don't even think that. I think they're trying to push off. I think a lot of young girls feel a lot of pressure to be a certain way these days because of social media and because of all of the ways that they're sexualized on social media, in the media, like they, they are trying to push off the pressure that they feel to look a certain way, be a certain way. And they don't even want to confront what their version of what they've kind of been conditioned to view womanhood as. Because again, parents are not parenting. They're not teaching their girls that, hey, maybe don't go on TikTok and pimp yourself out to these random, strange, pedophilic men. Maybe focus on your passions. Maybe read some books. Maybe read your Bible. Like maybe understand that you have inherent value because of who you are, because of who you are in Christ. Like maybe just parent better. And and that would be like a really good start because you guys are so so gullible and so naive. Um, these parents who are just, and I, and I do think that it's for social acceptance. They see the other parents doing this. They think it's hip and cool. So they're like, yep, yep. That's okay, Jimmy, you go ahead and the, and you're going to become a girl or okay, Sally, you can be a boy. Um, and, and we'll take you to the drag shows and you can, and you can give, you know, put money in the panties of the drag Queens and they're going to be dancing completely naked. Like, what, what, like, what are, what are y'all up to out here? Um, parents have a responsibility to steer their kids, uh, in a good direction. And the community has a responsibility to not, um, make things that are terrible trendy. Um, just because it's trendy doesn't mean it's right. I mean, just because something is socially acceptable does not mean that it is morally correct. You've got to really figure out your worldview and what your values are and what your personal code of ethics is and how you're going to lead your family. If you do not have a firm grasp of who you are and what you believe, you cannot possibly expect to be able to go up against a world this evil and be successful. You're just going to, you're going to cave to anything. There's a, there's a quote, a man who doesn't know what he stands for will fall for anything. And you, and you're all falling into that. Um, when you are not establishing who you are, what you believe and how you're going to lead your family. Laissez-faire parenting styles. Let's just go ahead and, and those are expired. We're done. We're done with that. You're going to have to tighten up because your kids depend on you too. (laughs) 
So Drag Kids is definitely a show you're not going to want your kids to watch, but you know what show your kids should watch, and you, if you haven't seen it already, is the Chosen TV series. This is an app that you can download on your phone. You can cast the app to your TV. This is a great TV show to just kind of immerse you in Jesus's time period, really get you acquainted with who Jesus actually was. There are a lot of low budget, poorly produced, like biblical shows. And I'll just say that like there are, I I remember like going to the library and getting like these Bible movies and these Bible shows and, and they were good and I liked them, but they just were not super well done. And this one is actually really well done. So if you really want like a good show to watch about Jesus and his life, then I would definitely check out The Chosen. I will have a link below for you guys to easily access that and let me know what you think if you decide to watch it. I strongly encourage that you do. Okay, so now I want to get into some more of this crazy, disgusting, pedophilic stuff. And I am going to do a series on Hunter and Joe Biden because I think it's just, you can't even find this, by the way. If you like search for Hunter Biden's, like the extent to what has been found on his laptop, you can't even find it if you Google it. So that lets you know what Google's side is. Um, so I, I hate Google. Um, y'all, y'all need to get on DuckDuckGo. There are other search engines that you can use that will actually pull up things that uh, you're searching for, but they're definitely keeping that under wraps. I want to do a series on that. Um, but I just, I just think it's important that we uncover and really see that consequences are applied to the people who are pedophiles. It doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're famous, if you're, you're feeling untouchable, it doesn't matter. If you're a pedophile, you should pay for that crime. You have hurt kids. You have hurt kids forever. They are scarred forever. You have ruined lives, like, and you should pay for that. Um, by the way, a lot of people are like, uh, a lot of people are like, how can you be pro-death penalty for pedophiles and pro-life. Like that doesn't make any sense. There are so many arguments to be made for the death penalty and also for not killing your babies in the womb. The two are not mutually exclusive. If you are a person who has murdered someone then maybe you should get the death penalty. If you are a person who has sexually abused children and scarred them forever, yeah, maybe you should get the death penalty. Um, God definitely believes in the death penalty for pedophiles. Matthew 18, 6, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be thrown in the depth of the sea. I am pro throwing pedophiles into the depth of the sea. Okay. I just am. Most sexual abusers are chronic reoffenders. So no, I'm not against the death penalty. And there is a severe difference in uh, in the death penalty for someone who is guilty of a heinous crime and a innocent preborn child in the womb who has not even had the chance to do anything wrong. So no, um, no, I am not anti death penalty for pedophiles and I am very pro-life for innocent children. So anyway, let's get into some of this other stuff that has been going on. So pride month was this past month. I don't know if y'all remember that it was disastrous. It always is. Um, why do the, why does the LGBTQ plus community get an entire month to celebrate the sin that caused the flood that God made the rainbow to remind himself that he was never going to again due to the earth. Um, why do they get an entire month? But our men and women in uniform who died for our freedom only get a day. Why? Really lets us know where our priorities are, not where they should be, not where they should be at all. Okay. So anyway, during pride month, there were a lot of pride parades, a lot of naked homosexuals dancing in the streets, not arrested by the way, for indecency. They should have been, if they had been anybody else, they would have been, but because they were LGBT like it's okay to dance naked in the street in a public place in broad daylight around children around families perfectly all right because why 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 wouldn't the police go and arrest these people for indecency oh maybe it's because those police would be labeled homophobic maybe it's because those police would be like chastised and attacked maybe it's because people would show up to their doors and hurt them because that's where we are in america right now they couldn't arrest these people yes they were indecent they were naked in the streets you guys 
Um, and I'll, and then they weren't arrested though. So <laughs> it's just wild, wild what is happening and, and right in front of everybody and everybody just turns the other way. It's not happening. If we don't look at it, it's still happening. It's still happening. I, I can assure you it's still happening. Um, okay. So there was this, this leftist dude who was wearing this, I don't know what kind of costume this is. He looks like a skinny Barney, um, but he has this massive, massive dingaling um, that's like a stuffed animal dingaling on his costume that he's wearing. It's clearly like a sexual ensemble. He's out. He's in broad freaking daylight, and he's at one of these pride parades, and he is taking himself in front of these little kids, and he has his tongue stick out very Miley Cyrus-esque. She's another wonderful, wonderful person for our kids to look up to. Heavy on the sarcasm there. Um, and he's in front of these kids that are holding his, like, like stuffed animal penis. Like, I do not understand how this is okay. And you know that these parents of these kids are taking this picture. Like, you just know it because these people have, I don't know, I just, I can't, I'm trying. Like, I, I, I remember taking a personality test in high school that my parents made all of us take, and it sums your personality up into one word, and my one word was empathy. And it's just like, it's like I'm trying to empathize like, and understand what in the world these parents could have possibly have been thinking to have their children go hold this man's plush costume penis and they're smiling. The little kids don't even know really, I, I guess. They don't know what's going on, but it's all to normalize pedophilia. You guys, that is what this is. That is what is going on. And they're holding it and they're smiling and they're saying cheese and they're like this preteen girl and then these like five to maybe eight year old girls. It's three girls that are holding this like purple plush penis and they're smiling for the camera and they're at this pride parade and it's, and it's disgusting and it's outrageous. And I do not understand how more parents are not absolutely infuriated by this. Even if you're not one of the parents who, you know, passes one of these parades and like sees what's going on and you're just like, you know, wrong place, wrong time. You see it, you're, you're disgusted. Even if you're not like a person that accidentally sees this, you should know that this is going on and you should be infuriated. You should be infuriated enough to do something. You need to call your representatives. You need to call your local police departments. If you know of pride parades happening in your area, you need to call and tell people, Hey, this isn't all right. This isn't okay. This is indecent. Why aren't y'all arresting these people? They are naked in the streets. It is broad daylight. These are our children. Like, why can't more of us do that? Oh my gosh. I cannot believe how Sodom and Gomorrah everything is. I know ultimately I don't worry too much because no matter what happens, it's going to go according to God's plan and God's supreme justice reigns forever. So even though all of this evil stuff frustrates me, even though I'm constantly like very terrified for the direction that we're headed, um, I'm not too worried because I do know that ultimately God wins. He just wins all of this and there's nothing any of these creepy people can do. I mean, they can't actually win, but I do think that passive Christianity is a problem. I think even though God is going to win ultimately and we know that, that's not really an excuse to do absolutely nothing. In my view, ignoring evil is just as bad as doing evil because you're actually encouraging evil by not stopping it. You're just being passive and you're letting it happen. And we can't do that. Edmund Burke once said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And a lot of good men are doing absolutely nothing. And I, and I see it and I know it and we can't do it. We just can't do it anymore. Our, our kids' livelihoods and innocence is at stake. And I just feel like that's a pretty important thing to want to protect. Um, kids cannot be sexualized like this, you guys. Like, it's just too much. It's too much for my soul to process that people are ignoring that this is happening. Um, and I think a lot of people ignore this stuff happening because they don't, if, if they're not aware of it, then they're not, in their mind, I think they think if they're not aware of it, then they're not responsible for ignoring it and they're not responsible for their part in, in it carrying on. But you've got to be you've got to be knowledgeable of what's going on and you've got to be brave enough to do the right thing in the face of a lot of people who are going to judge you for doing the right thing. 
I do it every day. It sucks a little bit, but you've got to get to the point where you just don't care about what other people think of you. I just don't care what other people think of me. I am in this world. I am not of it. And I just don't care about other people's opinions. And it's, it's freeing really. And it's nice. And it's something that I encourage a lot of people to focus more on because you, ultimately these people's opinions, they're not going to matter. God's opinion matters though. It matters greatly. And Jesus did not turn the other cheek in the face of evil. He flipped over tables. Okay. There's a difference. People do not need to paint Jesus as this weak person. He was not weak. Okay. So frustrating. Okay. Um, so there's another thing at a pride parade that happened. There's, I mean, there's so many things that happened at these quote unquote family friendly pride events, um, that have been happening over the last month, but there's one where there's a completely naked person except for a tiny little top on and he, she, it, whatever the heck it is, is doing a cartwheel with no underwear on that is in front of these kids that are very, very young. Their parents are nearby smiling on as this is happening. What are these parents thinking? Um, there's another all ages family friendly, a drag show where the drag queen has money stuffed inside of her clothing by the audience. And there is a toddler. This, this girl looks like she's two. She looks like she's two and she's handing this, this nearly naked drag queen money and all of the parents and the adults are looking on smiling. I don't understand. Like I can't, I don't understand. It never stops being shocking. Okay, so let me give you guys a few more examples of all of this crazy pedophilia. Pride Month is just like heavily concentrated in this episode because that just happened. But I do kind of want to go over the books that they're reading and what kind of books they're reading in the schools because it's not just it's not just a Pride Month issue. Like pedophilia is not just a pride month issue. It's something that's happening in the schools and it's a very carefully um, calculated what they're doing in the schools. So people on the left will say, well, you're just trying to not have inclusivity. Why do kids, why do tiny little kids need to uh, validate your sexual identity as a teacher. Why do you need that? Like, why is that something that you need? Why? And I'm going to play some TikTok videos of these teachers who are, be- they're, they're, they're saying that they need that. They need to be validated by their young students about their sexual identity because they are just unable to validate themselves for some reason. I mean, that just goes to show you that they know that they're wrong. If you need all of this constant validation from even like tiny little children, you probably, you probably think you're wrong. You probably know that you're wrong because you are wrong and that's why you need all this validation but anyway i just want to play i just want to play some clips um i'm gonna have to do more episodes on this there are so many examples of pedophilia running rampant in society right now um but i want to play first a clip of ben shapiro talking about what they are teaching in the schools now and at what grade level um and then i will go into more about this because i i the fact that they're teaching it in the school to like really young kids is a problem. It's a, it's probably the biggest problem. Okay, here is this clip. More of us need to look on in horror at what they are attempting to teach small children. It's crazy. Here's what they're recommending to teach second graders. Okay, my daughter is in second grade. My daughter is currently eight years old. She just turned eight. Okay, this is what they would like to teach you seven, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds in schools. By second grade, we move on explicitly to gender identity and talk about it again in terms of your head and your heart and your body parts matching up. And does that work for you? What happens if it doesn't? What are the other parts of you that have to do with your gender identity? And what are the parts of you that don't? And the kids draw wonderful self-portraits again, um, but dealing with all aspects of their identity. These are folks who are indoctrinating children in sexual fluidity at the age of seven or eight. This is what they want. Okay, don't, don't let them pretend this isn't what they want. This is what they want. They want to teach your kids the way they want to teach your kids, and you're supposed to have no say. And if you protest, then this makes you a bigot, according to them. Yeah, it's exactly what they're doing. I mean, they will call you a bigot if you push back against anything that they're trying to push on to your kids in the schools. By the way, these are your kids. I feel like it's just, it's maddening how these Marxist, socialist, communists of the world, and again, Marxism is what they teach you. Socialism is what they want Marxism to lead to. And socialism's only purpose is to lead to communism, which is ultimate tyranny, which is going to end in famine and death and destruction. And we're already on the way to that. But 
but this whole like gender and sexual fluidity, this is them pushing something onto your kids that you don't get a say in. And if you do, then you're called a bigot. And you need to remind these school boards that you're not a bigot. You need to get very involved with your children's um, education. And if you can't speak reason to these government funded schools, which by the way, you're not really going to be able to. I mean, you can try, you should try, but you, I, I totally encourage everybody, whoever is able um, to homeschool to do that because I was homeschooled. I loved homeschooling. I feel like I am an independent minded person primarily because I was homeschooled because I was taught to think for myself and I was taught to not really care that much about what other people have to say about anything. I was taught to go my own path and I, I really think that that would be great for more kids to learn how to do, especially in today's day and age and like how everybody is just jumping on all of these trends and so afraid of rocking the boat in any way. It's 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 toxic. It's, it's all toxic. And if you can't beat them, definitely do not join them. Pull your kids out of the schools. Pull your kids out of the schools. Uh, that everything that would, that he just gave an example. By the way, everybody needs to follow Ben Shapiro on social media and keep up with his podcast. Um, ben Shapiro is is another treasure. But it's it, it it's just wild. It's just wild because you know that they're teaching this in the schools primarily to get your kids thinking about these things when they're seven, six, seven, eight. If you're telling them about something and they have no idea what it is, they're gonna think, hmm, well. What do I, what I need to know more about this. Like, what is this? Do I like, it's just, it's bad. It's bad news bears. It is all bad news bears. So there was another thing where a district voted to keep pornographic book available to children in the school. Um, Salem Kaiser hired a special committee to determine if the pornographic book, quote unquote, gender queer can be kept in schools. Well, they just reported their findings and their email is unbelievably insane. Um, there, You can find this on libsoftiktok.com, but in the headline is district votes to keep pornographic book available to children children but basically they decided to keep a pornographic book available to children in the schools and there are tons of examples of this where there are these unbelievably Un inappropriate books that they are keeping in the schools for kids to access and read and they're they're pornographic like they're pornographic that's not okay for your kids to be exposed to and I shouldn't have to say that I've said it before, but I, oh, here's the thing. Look, I think sex ed itself is a great thing. I think people need to be taught and they need to be educated in sex. But I do believe that that responsibility falls onto the parents and it falls onto the families. It does not fall onto the schools. When you push that big conversation over to the government to tell your children, and that is the government ultimately who is teaching your children if it's a government-funded school, and all public schools are government-funded, so... If you're pushing that, if you're pushing that conversation onto the schools to teach your children, you're just not going to be happy with what you get. You're never going to be happy with what you get from the government. Think about the DMV. Do you like going to the DMV? I didn't think so. Anything the government runs or touches or even speaks into the air is a terrifying, terrible, disastrous thing. And you never want it. You never, ever, ever, ever ever, ever want it. So I just don't think you want DMV style sex education for your kids. I think that the parents um, need to take this on more than they do. I think a lot of parents are embarrassed to talk to their kids about sex. It's a biological anatomical thing that you have to teach your kids. And if you don't teach it to them, somebody else will. And you, there is no guarantee that they won't be a pedophile. More often than not, I would argue that they probably will be, especially if they're trying to teach your kids this when they're super young, like when they're like five, six, seven years old, that is a problem. And that is something you need to be, you have a responsibility. Look, you have a duty to stand up and say, no, we reject this and go to these school board meetings and, and be fired up and tell them to cut it out. Like those are your kids. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm sorry. I don't get it. It's just wild because I don't even have kids yet. And I feel more defensive over my not even yet existent kids than a lot of you are of your kids that are here. They're, they're going to these schools. Y'all don't, 
you need to be more proactive. I think a lot of people are just so afraid to rock the boat, but just remember that these are your kids. This is your family. You have to stand up for them. You just, you have a duty, a moral duty to do that. And I don't really care if you're nervous or shy or afraid that people are going to ostracize you. If you're not showing up to the school board meetings anyway, then why are you afraid of being ostracized? You're not even there to be ostracized. You just, you're not involved. You need to be more involved in your children's lives. And especially when it comes to schools, potentially sexualizing them and teaching them sex too early and, and being pedophiles. Like you just, you need to care about that. You need to care about that. I could go on and on with examples and with my very strongly held opinions on all of this, but I'm going to do a few more examples before I wrap this up. I'm going to do probably many more episodes on this topic because now that Roe has been overturned, my primary focus really has shifted to the pedophiles and it, it's, it's always been on the pedophiles, but I just think that protecting children, their lives and their innocence should be like top, like top of the priority list for all of America, frankly. Okay, so a Florida school board cut off a dad's microphone after he read pornography in an attempt to show people an example of the kind of books that can be found in schools in Florida. So Bruce Friedman tried to read an excerpt from Alice Siebold's 1999 memoir called Lucky, which documents her rape as a college freshman and how it affected her. So Friedman is the president of the Florida chapter of No Left Turn in Education, a group dedicated to the mission of reviving in American public education the fundamental discipline of critical and active thinking, which is based on facts, investigation, logic, and sound reasoning. Friedman highlighted uh, three books that he found inappropriate, including the aforementioned Lucky. The other two were A Court of Silver Flames by Sarah J. Matt and Triangles by Ellen Hopkins. A Court of Silver Flames is a fantasy novel, while Triangles is about three different middle-aged women navigating their love lives. Why are these schools, like, why are these books in, the, in these schools? All three books contain graphic details of sexual encounters that vary in nature, but all of which were found objectionable by Friedman. They should be objectionable by everyone. This is an article, by the way, that I'm reading from Daily Mail, which is left-leaning. Um, so, so before reading, Friedman told the Clay County School District Board he wanted them to discuss, quote unquote, the process by which these books get on the shelves. He also warned viewers that if there's children watching, cover your ears as the meeting was being broadcast on YouTube. Friedman's microphone was cut off as he launched into a portion of the book, presumably one of the more graphic sequences in which Sebold describes what happened to her. But it's just interesting to me that they cut off his microphone, but they keep these books in the schools. They cut off his microphone because they're broadcasting on YouTube and they don't want people like they don't want parents to really know that this is happening in the schools. And they count on your ignorance and your lackadaisical nature as a parent to not find out that they even have these books in the schools in the first place. They will cut off the microphone on the dads that are exposing this to try to protect their children at the meetings, but they won't take the books out of the schools. They won't take, they, they just bank on not enough parents doing what this guy is doing. They count on parents being just out of it. And most parents are because most parents these days are so selfish and so disengaged that they don't even care. They don't even care about their children. Look at what the left is doing to you guys. Look at what they are doing. You are selfish. You are so selfish and you are so immoral. You've got to get out there and care about your kids' well-being. Um, I am going to play this video and then give you my comments in the and wrap this up. My team, I represent No Left Turn in Education. That's the Florida chapter. I also run the New York chapter. I'm also a member of Moms for Liberty. Some of our members are present. Um, tonight, I'm going to give a sampling from three books that are in our libraries, the Fleming School and the Oakleaf School. And then we can discuss, you can discuss, the process by which these books get on the shelves because there's a Clay County employee that got paid to put this book Lucky by Alice Sebold. I'm going to read things. If there's children watching, cover their ears. He began to. I'm going to stop you right there, sir. I'm going to stop you right there. Turn the microphone off. Turn off his microphone, please. I've told you I'm stopping you. The reason I'm stopping you is because these meetings are. If you'll hush your mouth for a minute and listen instead of just talking, you know you learned something. 
No. The problem is, sir, is these meetings are broadcast. There are people at home that are watching it on YouTube. There are people that are watching it on community television. Are you going to listen or are you going to run your mouth? And you'll get it back. But you'll get it back to talk about something besides reading pornography into a, a public television set. Well, let me explain something to you. There are federal and state laws that prohibit you from saying the things that you're getting ready to say on television. There are state laws that prohibit, and federal communications laws, that prohibit you from publishing these things to a child. You don't have the, you don't have the ability at this point to determine who's watching the television show. And for you to say, everybody cover your ears, just doesn't cut it. Is that there are things that are objectionable and under the new law, unallowable, absolutely. I appreciate the time you put into a trifold presentation. Easily. Yeah. So, right. And He's so, forcing you to look at something. That's that okay. So look, 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 let's just throw it away. Wow. Did y'all hear all of that? So this book, this these porn, pornographic books that he is bringing excerpts from and, and trying to ask them, why are these in the schools? Why are these pornographic books allowed to be in the libraries, in the schools where our young children can access them? He's trying to ask this this board, like, why is this accessible to our children? That Again, there are children, is what he's saying. And they shut him down. They, it's so it's so reminiscent of the government and how they just shut down the truth immediately without allowing anybody to even hear it like and then their excuse was like oh it's pornographic so you can't read it we don't even know who's listening on youtube he, he at least had this dad at least had the decency the common decency to tell the audience because he knew this was being live streamed on youtube he he at least had the decency to say hey if you have kids around you know close their ears or pull them away like don't let them listen to this because it's terrible his point was that it is terrible and this these people that were shutting him down were agreeing with him they said it's pornographic and and they were agreeing with him that it is heinous and horrendous and shouldn't be listened to or viewed by children and yet it's still in the schools and it's still there and there are so many examples of this this guy is awesome by the way this dad took his little he had like a cardboard trifold thing that he had made with for his presentation and since they turned off his microphone and wouldn't let him speak and defend children he took the trifold up from the podium where he was speaking and they cut his microphone off but he took the trifold up to the guy that was shutting him down and, and kind of just put it in his face um not like in his face in his face but right in front of him so he had to look at it um and it reminds me of when I was in college and and we were forced to read all of this very heinous witchcrafty stuff in one of my quote unquote creative writing classes. It was supposed to be poetry, um, but it was witchcraft. So that was interesting. But and I was in college and that offended me. These are children. These are children, you guys. Like we legitimately have to do more. We have to get more involved and we have to understand that you just got to stop. You just got to stop being so ignorant and so naive and so gullible as to think that people have your kid's best interest at heart to think that the government has your best interest at heart. Just because somebody's in an authoritative position does not mean that they're a good person or that they're even qualified to hold that position. A lot of the times they're not. I would say hardly ever are they really ever qualified for that. I think you just need to go into everything with a healthy skepticism, especially when it comes to the safety and innocence of your children. Um, I just feel like there's so much apathy in our world right now and it, and it scares me and it troubles me. And especially when it comes to your family, you've just got to channel some like caring and some, and some strength to stand up for what's right. Like you do not need these evil people to approve of you. It's an honor to me when evil people disapprove of me and you have to get to the place where you're okay with being rejected. It's, it's, if you're rejected by evil, that's a good thing. If you're standing up for what's good and right and true, that's a great thing. You've got to do these things or we're gonna, we're just gonna, it's gonna be a real bad time if we don't. I'm just seeing a lot of passivity in the Christian community. I'm seeing a lot of passivity in the conservative movement. And I just think that if you really want to see a change, and if you really don't like the way that our country's headed right now, and if you really want to protect your children, I can understand maybe a little bit if I try really hard to be passive for yourself, but don't be passive about your children 
being uh, targeted by pedophiles in the school system and by the LGBTQ plus ABC one, two, three million thousand, whatever they are like, don't let them be targeted by these people who are 100% targeting them and you're allowing it, you're allowing it. And again, I'm not a parent yet. So I, I, and I feel this strongly about this because I care about kids and I think we all need to start caring about kids. You've got to just, you've got to be willing to be disliked. You've got to be willing to be disliked to protect your, your children. So, um, yeah, I guess that's everything. I'm going to be doing more episodes on this. If you guys have any things that you have noticed, like pedophilic uh, stories in the news, please send them to me. Real Jenny Robinson at gmail.com. I would love to read those. I put out a newsletter every week, every Wednesday at 9 a.m. If you guys uh, don't aren't signed up for that, then I recommend that you sign up for that. If you guys could leave me a five-star review for this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. If you like this podcast, I don't want you to go give me a fake five-star review. I want you to give me a real five-star review or whatever many stars you want to give me. Um, and you don't even have to write like a review or anything, even just like the stars would be helpful. But I love reading y'all's messages if you'd like to leave one. Um, I love doing this podcast. I think that we're a wonderful community of truth seekers and I really appreciate you guys. I really love you guys. And whenever I'm saying you guys are immoral, I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about the people that we are up against. And, and I hope that, you know, I really do hope it is my hope that I am encouraging you guys to stand more boldly on God's word and to stand more boldly for truth and for what's moral, because I, I try to do that. And I feel very strongly that it is crucial that we do do that. There are a lot of naysayers who say I overreact about a lot of things, but I really, I genuinely don't feel that I'm overreacting um, about pedophilia. It's, it's happening and we have to, we have to stand very hard against it. Um, because again, like I can understand you being passive for yourself a little bit, but I cannot understand you being passive when it comes to your kids. We have a responsibility and a duty to care about our kids. So that is what I will leave you with. And I'll see you guys here next time. (laughs) 